and welcome Susan and Thomas. Thank you. Thank you, Padre. Good to be here. I'm beginning to like this group, you know? <laughs> As long as you carry me, I'm, I'll do just fine. <laughs> uh, so, well, hello, everyone. This is our last in the series of three on Spring Delight. And I hope each of you have been blessed so far. Susan started out with this beautiful two weeks ago on the power of forgiveness and all these attributes of how she set us up to practice forgiveness for ourselves and other people. Extraordinary wisdom that came through her. And last week we had... Brother Thomas, and he invited us to sit on in a table with Jesus across the table. And what questions would you ask Jesus if you had that opportunity? We're really getting a very personal in a way. And I like it because it is like sitting next to someone on a couch or at a table. Of course, we'd be eating and also asking questions, but it really is about relationships. And to me, that's, that's my world. And hopefully that's yours. And if you, we need more help with that, I believe the Holy Spirit will be here tonight to foster any in prayer intention, desire that you have, because we're going to be walking in the blessings tonight. So, Thomas, I'm going to ask this question for both Thomas and Susan. Thomas, what does walking in the blessing mean to you? A lot of people, they would say, well, I like to be have finances as a blessing, or I, I want health as my blessing. What would, that, what would that look like for you? There's a bit of an echo from my, my talk, Padre, of, of the, the scripture about you can ask for anything you want, but first you have to forgive. So for my, the, my piece last week was about really motivated heavily by a confession of needing self-forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And, that, and so that itself was a huge blessing for me because it, to stand in front of this group and experience something that's maybe painful and also remorseful or I have regret about and let it simply be on the table and die there. Just have its own end of life. That blessing to me is that experience of being reborn into this, what I can marinate in that has been going on the last few weeks with Holy Spirit, with Jesus, with this relationship that keeps building within me and without me. Yes, I agree, Thomas. And your presentation and hopefully your life, I assume that as all possible, that you are walking in those blessings and, and opportunities that present themselves. Because not like last week, you had a bump in the road right before your talk. But you handle it so well when you just showed up. You were a little late in our prep, but yet you were present when you showed up. And to me, that's a huge shift in your energy and your persona, only because you want and that desire is to walk with Yeshua on the Holy Spirit. So uh, we're in one accord tonight. And thank you for being on this call tonight. Thank you, Padre, for having me. You're welcome. Susan, what does that mean, walking in the blessings for you? I love the question. I have said for a long time that if you want to really want to know how you're doing in your life, look at the people around you and see how they're doing. Mm, Very good. And yesterday, I looked at my husband 
And I realized that he is actually happier and healthier than he's been in the 35 years I've known him. Wow. So it's, it's a blessing to see him and to realize that. And you can't miss it. God's saying, Susan, you're doing something well here too. You know? I love that because you're recognizing, but you're also observing it in others. And it should ooze out of us, so to speak, when we're talking about presence. And again, I'm going to ask everyone on this call, what does it mean to you to walk in the blessings? And I'm sure you're curious how tonight's going to unfold. But again, I want, and my desire is that the Lord continue to bless us. Whatever we decree, whatever we ask in his Yeshua's name, he says, and I will do that for you. So I want to increase your faith tonight that you can ask for the big ones. It doesn't have to be small. Well, if, if you could do this, Lord, no, he's already said he would. So we just need to be bold enough to put out those intentions, prayer requests tonight. So, well, speaking of prayer, Susan, would you be a blessing and bless us with an opening prayer tonight? I'd be happy to, Padre. Thank you. Thank you. Come, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirits, come all of the saints and guides and helpers for Celebrating Life Ministries. Come now, join us, bless and be with us on our call. Beloved Jesus, Mother Mary, Padre Ron Roth, Padre Pio, Yogananda, Dominacio, King Solomon, Mother Teresa, St. Giuseppe Muscati, come all of the saints who bless Celebrating Life Ministries and come angels and guides for each and every person who's on the call tonight. We, some of us come with something we consciously know that where we'd like healing or blessing. And some of us come just with our, with our souls knowing that we have an agenda for the call, whether or not we're conscious of it. Bless us all, help us to do the work that we're here to do tonight, to receive our blessings, to realize our purpose. We're in this week of Pentecost to help us to open even more fully to the divine word, the divine presence, guidance, and divine empowerment. Lord, we glory in your presence, and we gratefully receive your blessings in the sacred name of the Most High God. Amen. Amen. Oh, I just love your prayer, Susan. It really comes from the heart of the mother of the father. To me, that's the channel of spirit moving through us. And you talk about last weekend's last weekend was Pentecost Sunday. That's always been a big deal with celebrating life, especially Ron and myself. And we tried to always celebrate those with the service, the priest, the mass, with the healing service. Otherwise, the others was somehow we'd hold a service so we could celebrate Pentecost. And I remember we were in a transition from him being a priest to being a normal person in a sense, <laughs> uh, if that's even possible for Ron Roth. But anyway, he, uh, 
we wanted to go to, because we always thought, well, the Protestants, they talk about the Holy Trinity all the time. So they should have an amazing celebration. So we decided to attend a celebration with the Protestant church. It was so boring. They <laughs> talked about the Holy Spirit, but I don't think they knew who the Holy Spirit was. We were so disappointed. Go, we do better, you know, <laughs> just because of the joy, the, the intimacy that we discovered. So not every church has it, and that's no blame. Not every person on this call has the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit has them. It, to me, it's going to be increased tonight because we talk about walking with the favor of God, the love of God. And there's no, for me, or maybe I would say our community, to make the connection. If we want the blessing, then we got to know the, who the blesser is. And Jesus came here on this earth, Yeshua, to show us the way home to the Father. And he also says, but I have to leave. But when I leave, I will leave you the Holy Spirit, the one who created this universe, the one with the power, the one with the, the healing. So if we want the blessings in our life, then I would invite each of you to discover that relationship with the Holy Spirit. To me, it's walking in God's blessing. And like I said, it's about the relationship with God. And for me, I, I discovered that many years ago, working with Ron Roth, and he always taught about faith. He always talked about entering into a place, but it was always with a relationship, not outside of it. Because we can all, I mean, I should say we, I'll own it myself. I can do my own thing, and then I want God to bless it. So it's like Paul's agenda, but God's, you bless that. And I think in the beginning, God says, oh, I'll give you that. I'll give you a, a little line, a little slack, and allow that to happen. But as we continue to mature in the spirit, that we get tested. And to me, it's like, I personally love the Holy Spirit only because of my own baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I was speaking with a person this morning on a phone call, and I talked about, they said, well, I've lost my passion. And I go, well, kind of, where did it go? Well, I don't know. And they talked about the pandemic. And I said, well, I think all of us emotionally might have had depression because we were so secluded in our homes, couldn't go anywhere, that we allow that, I call it the, the inner world, the old self to come forth because we didn't know where to go. But when we tapped back into who gave us life, who gave us breath. To me, that's where the joy comes from. So I told this person, I go, well, what do you really enjoy? And she goes, well, I love yoga. I love walking on the beach. I love going into the mountains just to be with nature. And I go, that's passion. I says, now link that with the relationship with. And I think you rediscover passion in a greater way and your love for God, because to me, it's one and the same, because God created everything. The Holy Spirit created every, every tree, every plant, every home, every person, all these things. It was God breathed the Holy Spirit first, and then he breathed whatever came out of his mouth. So to me, walking in God's blessing is a relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you've ever been with Celebrating Life in our service, our retreats, our West of Heavens, East of Heavens, and being in Illinois with our community retreats, 
the one thing I call Ron's legacy, Ron Ruth's legacy was about the Holy Spirit. And for those that didn't know this, Ron Ruth was ordained on Pentecost. So his priestly vows lined itself up and maybe was a precursor to what actually happened in his own ministry. He didn't sign up to be a healer. He, he liked to enjoy life. <laughs> he enjoyed life fully and with the Holy Spirit in a sense, but it wasn't until he had a baptism. I'll have to tell you that, tell that story. Ron Roth had a, a priest friend of his and going into seminary together and his friend had a nervous breakdown. And so he took time off from his preparation on becoming a priest. And it was like a year, year and a half later, this gentleman, his friend showed up at the, the door. It's like, oh my God. It's like, what happened to you? Because he knew he was so depressed when he left. And all of a sudden, this guy had life. And Ron Roth was, I call it living life to the fullest at that time in the world, in a sense. He loved to um, celebrate. And, but it also got him into trouble <laughs> in a sense of sometimes he overdrank and his father was an alcoholic. So this rhythm, this flow began to catch up with Ron. And so he, when his friend showed up at the door, Ron was at a state of like, life doesn't mean anything to me anymore. He's, he said, well, I thought being a priest would bring me that godly joy, that, but it never happened. And he goes, well, I think I have a, an idea. And he goes, okay. And he goes, would you permit me to lay hands on you? And he goes, why? And he goes, well, that's what happened to me. When I went to this place for recovery, there was a prayer group and they laid hands on me. And all of a sudden I was filled with the Holy Spirit and my own depression, everything left me and this newfound joy. And Ron goes, okay, if it worked for you, you know, do it for me. And so he goes, well, kneel down. I go, well, that's a first for Ron Ruff. <laughs> so I'm telling him to kneel down. And so he did. And he prayed that prayer, come Holy Spirit. And something inside of Ron, the spark happened. And his life, his ministry, his destiny was in full force. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit was using him to heal the sick. And it's like, that was so far from Ron's world, but he had a passion for the Holy Spirit. And one of the persons that he would always model his work at was Catherine Coleman. She was a great healer. And I have to tell you this one story. I know I'm kind of going off. Sorry. <laughs> I know why Ron wanted his prayer. So he did. So I'd remember some of the stories uh, that we both shared. One of the times when Ron, he, he was teaching a Bible study in this small old chapel. And at the end, he would usually pray for people generally. And all of a sudden, he saw at the corner of his eye, the image of Catherine Coleman. And it's like, what? <laughs> Can you imagine? And all of a sudden, she pointed at Ron. And then he, she pointed at the crowd. And he knew instantaneously what that meant. He goes, you got the gift. Call out the healings. And he called out seven call it words of knowledge. And these seven people came forward and everyone was instantly healed on that first service. So to me, the Holy Spirit can use each of us. Maybe you are depressed. Maybe you're having a, a job situation that it's in crises and you're trying to hold that together. 
and then you go home and then you either have to take care of your elderly parents or a child and there's no peace in your heart. The Holy Spirit, I believe, using Ron's example, that the Holy Spirit desires for each of you to step into something brand new because we need to unload this, the stuff that weights us down. And my friend, the Holy Spirit, is here tonight for you, for each of us. So I would get excited about what's going to happen because I know my friend, the Holy Spirit, and my other friend, Ron Roth, is setting you up for your own miracle tonight. Actually, why don't we just pause? Why don't you place your hand on your heart of that, that this story speaks to you and just allow this magnificent grace, that invitation, come Holy Spirit. Bless my sister, my brother now. Restore them to the very nature of Yeshua as they put on the mind of Christ, as we let go of who we are, our old self, and now allow that fresh breath of the Holy Spirit to fill us, consume us with that fire. Fire burns, fire humbles us, but fire also brings that healing passion, the love of people, the love of God in all areas of our lives. Just come, Holy Spirit. Do your work. Do your good pleasure. In Yeshua's name. Amen. Oh, Holy Spirit, descend plentifully into my heart. It's all about our hearts because relationships are all about the heart. And so when, we, when we're opening up our hands, our, our lives, our pain tonight, whatever's frustrating you, if we surrender, say, God, I'm not feeling well. My attitude suck, might suck tonight. <laughs> I'm not in a good place, but I want to go where you are. I want to go where pure love, pure light will transcend all darkness and fear. And we can rise again to new life. I love Acts 2, 4. And let me just read this because I think it has a, a, a power and a presence tonight for all of us to actually to enter into. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled now, this story is so fascinating because prior to in Acts, it talked about there was a follow, Jesus had this following. And so because of all the miracles, and it said there were like 320. And so all of them, Jesus invited to the upper room. But you know, my friends, how many showed up? Only 120. When we see miracles, we run after those. But Jesus is all about relationships. And so with one third of them only got the message, let's go up, let's tarry. Because Jesus says, you wait. And the oh, impatient one like me is like, well, pretty soon a Starbucks call. You know, it's like we have our agendas. And the Holy Spirit is saying, wait for the filling of the Holy Spirit. That's why I think even why tonight there was a, 
This is the third in the series. It's the last in the series. We wait upon, we prepare by forgiving, for forgiving ourselves, forgiving others, so we can be filled with that spirit. So really the, the understanding, but what is that calling for you tonight? What is that awareness of who God is and what the Holy Spirit wants to fill us with? So I say yes to those who made it on the call tonight. Great things will happen. I love this, the fire of the Holy Spirit. Now, I know it says that the fire resonated above them, but I think this is a perfect depiction of what burns within us. They all received the Holy Spirit. There was some interesting facts about Pentecost. Jesus always said, many are called, but few are chosen. I think all were called in a sense, but again, what, are, what is our priorities? And I'm kind of lit up because just Sunday was Pentecost and I had an amazing time on Pentecost. I actually went to a workshop the day before on the Holy Spirit and something inside of me just kind of lit up because it reminded me of when Ron Roth used to teach these workshops because the teachings were very simple. And it's like, it should be that way. If the Holy Spirit is your best friend, he's my, however you see the Holy Spirit, that there is something very tangible that happens when we call upon and also the manifestation of those. So to be the fire of God, and if you've never experienced the fire of God, look out people. <laughs> it has joy and has owie in it because <laughs> God begins to burn away those things that I call bind us and depression, illness, disease, separation, the list goes on. But again, we don't have to think about it. We need to just open up and allow the Holy Spirit to purge our hearts of what binds us. Because in that place, this fire takes over and begins. we begin to burn afresh. Isaiah 11.2, the Lord shall rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might. Now let's go back to the title for tonight, Walking in the Blessings. How do we do that? If we tap into the wisdom of God who knows all, the understanding, the counsel says, go here, don't do that. Don't meet with that person. Skip that meal. Pray another hour. Those, this wisdom that comes from Isaiah 11 is a, a prototype or a fashion of what we need to do to begin to listen to the Holy Spirit. There's another reading in Isaiah, and I think it's Isaiah 40 verses 31. And I think many of you might know this quote. And it also reminds me of Ron Roth because I don't say he used this quote many times in his workshops on the Holy Spirit. But those who will wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with their wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Again, trusting in this relationship with God. But it says, those who wait upon the Lord. So in the scriptures, there's a saying called Selah, which means pause, reflect, ponder. And I would hope that in the mornings when you get up, that you make time for the Holy Spirit to ponder, to pause, to listen to what the Holy Spirit has to say, kind of giving you your marching orders. And it's refreshing when we do. And I know sometimes we have schedules and we have to do what needs to be done. 
But if we start a habit, or <laughs> good morning, Holy Spirit, something as simple as that, it opens that invitation for the more. God is a God of crazy promises and incredible dreams. <laughs> can you relate? I think you can. To me, it's all about the positioning ourselves with the Holy Spirit. When we talk about what God promises me, and I remember one of, I'm saying, one of the call it promises that I heard the voice of the Spirit says, I will walk alone in my path. And for me, that was kind of terrifying because I grew up with 13 siblings, so 15 in the household. And so when he says, well, I'm going to have to walk alone. Well, I'd like to have a spouse, a partner to do, do the do. And when he told me this, it's like, I was sad because, but I knew it was his voice. But he said, you will walk alone, but that alone is with God. That I didn't recognize until years later. And to me, that's a, my dreams. I'll tell you, preparing for this talk tonight, starting last week, actually started long before, but putting it all into contents, I got a call from this person who says, well, God told me to send you $600 because God wants to bless you. I go, really? Well, this fits into my talk perfectly tonight. <laughs> did anybody else get $600 <laughs> this week from God? I did. <laughs> and it also reminds me of the blessings and not because money can be a blessing and is a blessing, but it's not the only blessing. Getting married is a blessing. Having good neighbors is a blessing. Having kids and grandkids is a blessing. Having a spouse, honoring your spouse is a blessing. Having a padre is a blessing. <laughs> anyway, and I told this story once before, but I, I think it, it's prudent if I share it tonight also. I went to a healing conference a couple of years ago, and that conference had a great speaker, and I think that speaker was from Canada. But something inside of me rose when he was teaching on it. And then it came time for the offering. And so they always says, well, ask the Holy Spirit what you should give. And okay, Holy Spirit, what should I give? And I kind of have a number in my mind. I think we all do. It's like, how much is this worth? But I was so inspired. And so when I asked, I was shocked because it, it wasn't a number that I was accustomed to at all. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, give $5,000. And it's like, I never done that before. <laughs> And I was like, well, thank God I have my credit card. And I knew when your heart pounds, <laughs> give me another number, Holy Spirit. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> like, bingo. No, I don't like that. Well, give me another number. Well, anyway, I was obedient. And it's like kind of sweating bullets in a sentence because I've never done that. But I wanted to be faithful. I wanted to be faithful to what God says because the speaker stirred my heart. Well, I gave in that offering the next week, another person who I would do phone sessions with, I get a phone session with this person. And then she says, God told me to send the ministries a donation. I go, oh, okay. Okay. She said, well, we'll look for it in the mail. So of course I was looking for it. And I'm already thinking I planted $5,000 into the kingdom of God and God owns everything. So sure enough that, Letter came in the mail, and sure enough, there was a check for $7,000 for the ministry. It's like, oh, my God, you're blessing this ministry. And I shuffled the check, and all of a sudden, there's another check. And that check was for $7,000 for me personally. It's like, God, 
You are so beyond my world. God knows your needs and my needs. And I was just overwhelmed by grace. And I'm walking in the blessing. And I'm a tither. I hope many of you are tithing. You can tithe your time, your finances, your gifts and abilities. I don't say God demands it. He's given us 100% of what we have. And all he asks is give 10% into the kingdom. So it's like seed, so it can be planted for more. And Ron Roth taught me that many, maybe 40 years ago. And ever since I've been a tither in my own personal life, and we as a community, Celebrating Life ties also 10% to other ministries for food, for housing, whatever that is, where God asks us to do it. But we're faithful at doing that. And to me, that's for you and for me. And if you haven't done that, start it. Try it. Test God in that ability. Because for me, that's the only way that we can step into what God has in store for us. It reminds me of our healing retreats where George would be singing and Ryan would be playing and Angelica and Francois with the guitar. And I keep one more time, sing that song, one more time, one more time. And it's like, I get caught up and it says the Holy Spirit will fill the room. And hopefully you're feeling that presence in your own home, in your own car, wherever you're listening to this, because there is a movement of the Holy Spirit tonight. Uh, and it desires you, all of you tonight. So I'm going to ask a couple of questions of Thomas and Susan. Thomas, brilliant one. <laughs> Was there ever a time when you were the weakest and the Holy Spirit came through in a big way for you? Yes. And many times, Padre. And, and the one that shows up as the most, I guess, painful was I was in my late 20s and it was the end of a restaurant that I had started with, a, with somebody else and it was no longer profitable. So it was about to close. And I had also, I was in deep remorse because I had slept with one of my friend's wives and I was sitting in an apartment next to the restaurant on, a, on my bed and I had a gun in my hand and maybe I was in a place I needed to get to to understand the choices I was making. What I remember is that I didn't feel alone. I don't know, and I didn't know at that time what that was, but I felt chosen, Padre, that moment. I felt that somebody wanted me. And I, I, was being, I felt like I was being called to be whole again, to have courage and strength. It's clear to me now that it was Holy Spirit, because I know that. I know that feeling. Although... I had so much time. I've had so much time to regret what I had done. And I've been shown how to let that part of me die mm -hmm. and to, to bury that torch of self-pity and grow in faith. So for me, it was that. It was and has been, continues to be very experiential. That's amazing, Thomas. You share that story. Very intimate. There's the to me, the movement of the Holy Spirit of who Thomas was at one point in your life and who you become now, the new creation, the Holy Spirit, and to have that revelation that you're loved and you're cared for. We all make mistakes, big mistakes, but we usually don't share those. But I say thank you, Thomas, for the courage to say that because that's going to give someone hope tonight. I believe there's some 
that are really critical in their lives and they need to have a make a difference. And to me, you speaking up breaks the yoke and allows that grace for the Holy Spirit to take them to a different place for blessings in their lives, just as you receive. Thanks, Thomas. Love you. Thank you. Thank you, Pug. Wow. Awesome. So Susan, have you ever experienced a time in your life when you were faced with a great challenge and you prayed and you felt the Holy Spirit rest upon you and in your time of need? Absolutely, but I have to just say, like what Thomas said to you, Thomas, how can you share that and then expect me to talk? <laughs> but I'll talk. Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Last summer, actually, there was one morning when I was praying and something happened because <laughs> God took over the prayer session. Wow. I was, I, I would say I was, it was more than being guided. I was brought to pray for strength and to not just ask for strength, but call it in to really bring strength in. And Archangel Michael came in and gave me strength. And I, I felt this like a physical infusion of energy. Wow. And I had no idea at the time why I was supposed to be praying for that and bringing that energy in, but I, I clearly I was. Just a little while later that same day, I found out why. My husband, Jeff, had gone out for a bike ride and he called me. He said, I had an accident on the bike. I need you to come get me. Wow. He couldn't tell me where he was. Now, Jeff is a master at giving directions and knowing <laughs> his location. So that was, it was, I knew something was off. I mean, something yeah. was really off if wow. he just, and he tried to explain to me where he was and it was, it was, it didn't even make sense. Wow. But as he was giving this gar, these, you know, really garbled picture of where he was, a picture was given to me. So I knew what direction to go. And I did, I just got in the car, I had a general sense of the direction and I was confident. I knew I was going to, I'm going to find him. And as I was driving, at one point, the car made a sharp right turn. The steering wheel just turned. Thankfully, wow. I was in the right lane. I let it, I let it happen. And it, I, I got to this, like, winding road. And I just followed it and took me right to where Jeff was sitting there beside his bike. And I knew immediately he just, he didn't even look like himself. I mean, he had some physical injuries, but there was... The biggest issue was just this, this cloud of a dazed, confused energy all around him. And that was pretty scary to me, I have to say. My, my husband is brilliant, and to see him just not have wow. his brain working was, mm -hmm. was really scary. But I, was, I knew for certain that he was in a precarious state and that I had to stay very calm and very clear and not communicate to him how scary this was to me yeah. and that strength that strength that had God had directed me to pray for was there and it just it, it it guided me he didn't want to go to the emergency room but it didn't matter we were going I, mean, was, <laughs> I was in charge and there was there we were going and so we we went and just all the way there Jeff kept asking me like 
what's with the masks? Why are we wearing masks? Now, this was like in the middle of the summer. We'd all been masked for quite a while. Sure. Was, there's a virus. He had no memory about a virus. Or, wow. It was, I mean, I was getting, I was getting scared, but I got him there. We went inside the ER. We're sitting in the, in the waiting area. And I, at that point, I, I didn't know how much just on my own, how much longer I could last. And I sent a text. Mm. I knew I needed support. I sent a text to you, Padre, to Penny, Veronica, and Maya, you know, the all-star prayer team. And I asked for prayer. And I'll tell you the moment I sent it before anybody could have read it. I was just enveloped in this loving embrace of support and light and caring. So I calmed down. And as I turned back to Jeff, the confusion was lifting. Yeah, really. Wow. We were called into the inside and into the examining room. They weren't supposed to let me in because of COVID restriction, restrictions, but I'm so grateful that they did. And I sat there and I heard this man who minutes ago didn't know what was going on. He answered all the questions. He was cogent. He was clear. He knew he could describe what, what was going on in his body. He could say he had an accident. He remembered about COVID. It just, it just all cleared. So that was, you know, the prayers that I was get guided to give and also receiving mm-hmm. prayer from the people, my, you know, my support team. And it, it all worked out. I mean, Jeff, he had a, some injuries and his shoulder was really messed up and he didn't need surgery and physical therapy and he's in great shape. It was, it was just through the whole thing. I knew I had a job to do, but I also knew it wasn't all on me. You know, it was, um, it was really in, in God's hands and it worked out. Susan, your story is remarkable. And it's in the moment. It was a tragedy with Jeff's injury and not knowing, as you would say, in his right brain, because he's brilliant. And when that's not functioning, and then the Holy Spirit asks you to take over in a sense and lead him so he can recover. And then also carrying out with the your prayer team. We're talking about relationships relationship with the Holy Spirit and with other people. Same way with Thomas. You know, two incredible sharings tonight on something that was huge in their lives, but yet the Holy Spirit was there to care for us. Even though we had a trust (laughs) all the way, no one can we do this. And to me, the Holy Spirit is speaking to everyone on this call. We're going to be divinely set up. If not, you already were And maybe you just need to unload, just to cry, cry out to the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is changing this call tonight. I can tell that. So I'm following the Holy Spirit. Have my notes. There they go again. (laughs) We're entering into a a new place. And it's a place the Holy Spirit desires and desires you, desires me. But it desires our hearts. There's a tenderness going on. I believe the Holy Spirit is tugging at your hearts because he knows what your needs are. I don't. The Holy Spirit does. And so let's take a moment now and just commune with the Holy Spirit. I believe that song set us up, rest on us, fill us, fill the room right now, fill our temple right now, Holy Spirit, and show yourself, identify yourself wherever they are, whatever prayer intention they have tonight, 
They're looking for that miracle. I really sense the, the stress. I'm going to use that term stress of whether it's your job, whether it's you're in a marriage, you're in a relationship that's not working. Maybe it's the stress of finances. You don't have enough. The Holy Spirit wants to meet you there tonight and answer that. So come, Holy Spirit, let your healing presence flow. I loose all the negativity, all the stress, and let the love of God, the liquid love of God, just fill you. Just as we saw in the picture about the fire of the Holy Spirit, begin to burn, begin to burn, begin to clear our minds, our hearts, that we can rest in you, Holy Spirit. Let's just allow that grace, that humble grace, to fill us now. The scripture says it's in the silence where we hear God most. It's in the solitude. So you alone with the Holy Spirit in your room, by your altar, you're alone with God tonight. And just let that manifestation happen. Come, Holy Spirit. What I think we're going to do is just move into the communion because communion is relationships. So let's do that. Now. You have your elements. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to, we've been through this phrase, you know, normally being set up for communion, we do the Our Father. Part of that is forgiveness. But I think we have gone through that with Susan's preparations with her story, Thomas' story. We all have our faults. So let's just put those things that we need most on the table and say, God, here it is. This is who I am. This is what I'm struggling with. So we're putting on the altar of sacrifice. And then we get to just let it go. Did you hear me? I said, we need to let it go and allow the Holy Spirit to fill us to grace us with the breaking of the bread, the drinking of the wine. It's about relationships. So Susan, would you bring that element in and begin our communion service? Thank you. We're about to participate in a miracle. Mm. Ordinary bread will be infused with divine energy that we can receive into our bodies so please take your host or bread, whatever you're using, hold it in front of you. You can actually hold it, if you like, in front of your heart. As you do, it'll be, it will be the divine energy there will be blessing you, blessing your heart. And it will receive an outpouring of blessing from you into the bread that you'll be consuming. Jesus, who said, this is my body. This is what I give to you. This is what I give for you. Creating communion was the most physically intimate thing Jesus could do for all of us. He gave us his life energy to become part of ourselves. It confounds the human mind. It is not understandable. I, I do not understand it at all. There were earlier miracles when Jesus multiplied the 
small loaves of bread and the two fish to feed thousands of people. That was clearly a miracle. That was an amazing miracle. And certainly no one could understand how it was done. But yet people were identified with their physical bodies. They were hungry. It was good to have food. So they liked that miracle. It was something they could grab onto. And now in communion, Jesus is saying, I'm giving you food for your non-physical body. This is for your spirit, for your eternal self. So it was a miracle when it happened once at the Passover Seder that we call the Last Supper. It's a miracle every time it happens. That first time, Jesus broke a loaf of bread in two, and he passed each half from one, one to one to either side of the table. And each one gathered there, took their portion, and passed it on. Everyone had enough. Now, these apostles were a very close group. They had really given their lives to being with Jesus. They loved him. They, they gave what they had for him, and they gratefully received what he gave him, what they, he gave them. But this is my body? They didn't understand it any more than we do. It was beyond anything he had said before. Mm-hmm. And yes, while they didn't understand, they weren't following what he was saying, they received the bread. They received the body of Christ. They took it into themselves. Just as now we receive communion. We don't understand it, but we take it in. And we know it nourishes us in a way that physical food cannot. So communion is an act of trust. We open ourselves beyond our understanding, beyond our logical minds, beyond what we see in the physical. And we say yes to the presence of God that we sense here. That's what our communion is, is the yes and the acceptance and the welcoming of the divine into us. So let's now together say yes to God with all our hearts, together as a community. Whatever it means for you right now, wherever you are feeling the need for healing, wherever in you, you are ready for more of God, say yes. Allow the divine energy to feed that aspect of you. It's here for the taking. So please break your bread in two just as Jesus did, symbolizing that you let go of the past, you let go of your ideas of what you think you are or what's possible, and you just open and make room for God's presence and God's work within you. In the name of Jesus, receive now the Holy Spirit of God. What a profound miracle the breaking of the bread is. That understanding of who we are and who God is. Just allow the Holy Spirit to enter in our brokenness. Come Holy Spirit. 
And then as we consume the very essence of Yeshua, the mystery, we do get to take our, the wine, the water, the juice, whatever you have in front of you, and allow that grace. We offer it up. We say, thank you, God, for our blessing today. If you have wine, there's probably millions out there, a billion out there who don't have wine to enjoy. They're too poor. But you have an element in your hand that Jesus said he can bless and multiply. And this wine reminds you and I of the covenant that Jesus says, I will be your God. We will be your people. I will be your people. It's about covenant. It's about relationships. Another aspect of the wine in Greek, it means to serenade, to romance, to draw the bridegroom in. So when we present the wine, we're actually dancing with Yeshua, Mary, uh, Yogananda, Mother Mary, St. Therese, whichever is your favorite saint. We get to communion with them. We get to dance with them. We get the romance with the divine. They say you can be drunk on wine. It's more of that enticing them in to the heart. And that's what Jesus decided a long time ago is these two elements of bread and wine is to it, let's celebrate together. Let's celebrate our victories, but also let's celebrate those places that we were most the lowest, that we were broken because it's in the brokenness that rises this new energy called the Holy Spirit. So let's take the cup of life tonight, tonight. And whatever our need is, whatever our desire is, the fruit of the Spirit, the gift of the Spirit is here for you and I to bring miracles in your life. And as we drink from this cup, we are actually drinking in healing for our bodies for the restoration of our, for healing of diabetes, the healing of cancer, the healing of depression, of a broken relationship, healing of your finances, that a miracle will show up, money will show up for you to pay the bill for tomorrow or the doctor's bill. Everything is contained in the new wine of the Holy Spirit. So as we bless this wine, we bring into communion the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And as we partake in, our life overflows by being born again in the Spirit, which means we are brand new with a new perception. We can hear the Holy Spirit. We can feel the Holy Spirit. We can see beyond the natural to the supernatural. This is our divine union. So let's partake in the very breath of God, the romance of the Divine Father, the Divine Mother. Let's drink now the sweetness of the Holy Spirit. I love this call because we're all being beckoned back home to the Divine Mother, to the Divine Father. Sometimes we lose our way. Sometimes we need an encouraging word. And I believe tonight, through the other presenters and myself, there was something in the testimony that touched you, 
that gave you a hope and a future because the Holy Spirit is so big and so consuming that he, she wants to desire to change your life. And it has changed in this holy moment through communion. So why don't we move now into the prayer time? And I'm going to ask Brother Thomas if he would offer prayers for everyone on the call besides in the world, and then followed with Reverend Susan, and then I will close in prayer. So Thomas. Thank you, Padre. Jesus, you came to us to show us a new way to live, a new way to see and be awakened in our hearts. Heal this community, CLM, all our loved ones. Heal our community, FSD. Jesus, our earth needs healing right now. The soul of our earth needs to be healed so we can be renewed in a new life that you continue to show us. Thank you, God, for all the gifts you've given us and the ability to receive them. Hold us, hold us, hold us in your steady hands. Hear our prayers. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Beautiful prayer, Thomas. How about you, Reverend Susan? This is from the Acts of the Apostles. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And many were added to the number here tonight of those who are being saved. There's healing on many, many levels going on for everyone who's on this call, but also for everyone that each of us touches. Some will feel it as a large, a sudden, and a dramatic opening or change. For some, there's just a, a tiny crack, an opening small that will grow and grow. However it comes for you, God knows exactly how you most need it. And that's how you're receiving it now. So I, I just ask and send the blessing of God in gratitude for all that we've received tonight and through this Zoom series and continue to praise God for the unfolding of the light and the grace in all of our lives. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. How beautiful. And I love how you position that, Susan, how you position the people to 
accept the gift that's here and the manifestation of that gift. There's a deepening that's going on right now in your hearts, in your household, but also setting people free. I really believe the Holy Spirit wants to, and I keep going back to, to the workplace. People are having challenges in their workplace or maybe balancing work and home. But there's a, a great dimension that the Holy Spirit wants to bring rest on us, rest on wherever we are, that it's going to calm the waters. But I believe it first starts here in our hearts. And then we get the peace that passes all understanding. And then our mind just lets go. And we get to see and believe what we really actually want. I had a one of my on my property, there's cable and a phone and things like that. And there was a, a, a wire that was sticking out. And that's been years, 10, 15 years that cable's been there. And I was cutting grass yesterday before it rained. And, and I remember looking at it, go, I think I'm going to have to call somebody because I just, it shouldn't be sticking out of the ground. Today, Infinity, the cable company came by and they fixed it. And it's like, there's that power of intention. So whatever's resonating in your heart tonight, today, right now, believe in the Holy Spirit's work that already going ahead of you to bring a solution to whatever your challenge is right now. And that might be in a physical way. So we just pray for those who are nursing illness, disease. Just We just invite the Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Dissolve every disease in the body, in the nervous system, in the digestive tract, in the lower back, in the spine, the head. Rest on us, Holy Spirit. Arrest us in the spirit. Don't let us go. Hold us dear to the heart of the Father, the Divine Mother. And release now the heavenly blessings on your families, on your children, in your workplace, in your marriage, in the neighbor's marriage, in the workplace, in our country. We pray for the Biden-Harris administration that they are filled with the heart of the Divine Mother, the Divine Father following the God whispers that they hear. I thank you, O Lord, our God, for our nation, but also the world. Let's call upon the peace that passes all understanding, Yeshua, to rest on all of us, bringing peace to our homes, to our hearts, to our finances, to our communities, to our individual ministries. Continue to pour out your gifts, Holy Spirit. Manifest divine encounters during the daytime, during the evening, at night as we rest. Awake in us. Awake in us for your glorious presence. And I seal in the good work of all that has happened tonight throughout this series, that you might be enriched, that your lives are made of gold, that you are worthy of the very kingdom of God, 
that resides within you and now manifests his riches and glory. And I bless you as your Padre, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Rest on us, Holy Spirit. Woo! Man, thank you everyone for tuning in tonight and also share your testimonies, which you have been. We really appreciate this so we can share them with others. Susan, one of our guests, thank you so much for what you brought here. Tremendous blessings. Thomas, my brother, thank you so much for sharing your healings and also the experiences God has for you. And for Mary and thank the gentlemen you. who are tech people and Mary Kay who set up the team, I thank everyone for their commitment to grow in the spirit. And I thank each of you for tuning in. Love you all. Good night, everyone.